It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode mentions sexual coercion, so please take care when listening. The Portland Thorns soccer team had a rough last year. Not in terms of performance. I mean, they won the National Women's League Championship. But in terms of their front office and general club management? Oof. Today on CityCast Portland, we're speaking with Gabby Roses, president of the 107ist. That's the nonprofit organization that supports both the Rose City Riveters and the Timbers Army Booster Clubs. We're checking in with how the most dedicated Thorns fans might be feeling as we approach another season. It's Wednesday, March 1st, 2023. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is what Portland's talking about. What was your very first Thorns game like? My very first Thorns game was actually up at University of Portland at Merlot Field. Um, it was one of the preseason matches. And it was just the hairs on my arms were uh, standing on end. It was so exciting because um, I don't think I ever really thought that professional soccer was going to like happen and catch on and would be in my hometown. So it was it was just awesome to be up there and experience it. Yeah, and it was like literally the first Thorns game, right? Like yeah. ever played. Yeah. So so it was a basically like a preseason scrimmage friendly thing where you were just like, I don't know who any of these players are. Like, oh my God, I know who Cindy Parlocone is, but I don't know who any of the other coaches are. So it was definitely just trying to soak it all in and trying to like get to know people like, oh my God, you're into this too. How cool. That's awesome. How do you think like from that first game through maybe the last game you were at, like what has changed? Like the vibe. So I think for me personally, it's kind of gone from like little kid, like looking at Santa Claus and being like, oh my God, that's him sort of like feeling. Um, I think that's what I had initially. And now you know, 10 years later, it's more, okay, I get it. It's a business and Mm -hmm. I get it. Like this is professional and this is cutthroat and this is complex and um, very competitive. This is the real deal. Oh, so you're seeing, even when you first started, you just, you thought it was novel? It wasn't real. Yeah, I guess we we had, we had two leagues that had, you know, collapsed in, in the United States. So I don't think I really allowed myself to think like, this is it. Yeah. You know, like, I I don't think I thought that really until like year five, like, holy mackerel, this thing could, could stick around and yeah. And could, could last. Yeah. Well, we're talking about all the like really nice things that made you fall in love with the sport and the, and the league. Uh, But it's been a super controversial couple of years for the team and its fans. Why don't you catch us up on just a few things that have been going on uh, for those who are who heard some buzzing but maybe don't quite know the facts. Sure, I'll I'll do my best to give you the cliff notes version. Um, in September of 2021, uh, a investigative report came out 
about the Portland Thorns and a couple of other clubs in the NWSL, but the Thorns in particular uh, had a, hired a coach a few years earlier named Paul Riley, who allegedly was uh, sexually coercing players. Um, and the club, the players reported it. The club found out, did an investigation, and basically fired him, but told the rest of us, the general public and the fans, oh, we're not renewing his contract. We've decided mm-hmm. to part ways. And it's like that that right there is the 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 like bad seed of it's just been a lot of smoke and mirrors and a lot yeah, of no lying. transparency. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so it took, you know, this investigative report that came out like four years, like five years later, actually, uh, to really um tell us the truth. He got fired immediately. He was still coaching in the league. Um, there's some, uh, controversy about did Portland help him get his next job after he left here? Um, you know, and it just has kind of spiraled down from there and more reports about, you know, bad things that have happened inside the Portland, uh, Timbers and Thorns front office from the way they treat female employees. Um, there was a pretty big article last summer about uh, some of the executives and the way that they treated or talked to female employees. Um, some players on the timber side have gotten in trouble for domestic violence that have been covered up. And it's just a, a, a recurring issue and problem that we've had not really fo- living up to the ethos we want our community to to be. Problems are happening. And I get it. Like a lot of businesses go through this stuff. But this is our club. Mm-hmm. This isn't like, what bank am I going to bank at? Or like, what grocery store am I going to go to? This is... It's interesting how you're, I mean, that explanation of this is our club. I mean, it's a lot of people's, how they spend their free time, you know, during the season. Uh, and it's like a family that they've created within uh, the fan base itself. What did you and your fellow supporters think as all this was happening? Did you ever waver on your support of the Thorns? Like, what were the conversations like? Um, when the news hit, it wasn't just a, a gut punch. It it really created a hole in, in my heart where I said, you know, I committed to this thing. Mm-hmm. And this thing is not as good as I thought it was. And the community just was um, appalled mm-hmm. when the news hit. And... Irate, um, absolutely distraught that how could this thing that we've all invested our weekends, our evenings, our vacations, like, you know, before before this happened and, and before COVID, a lot of my vacations for the last 10 years have been group trips to go watch the teams with my friends. Mm-hmm. And now a lot of those people that I used to travel with, they don't even want to go to games anymore because it reminds them of you know, something that maybe happened to them in their own life. And the way that the club fell short, maybe that's the way somebody else in their life has treated them or, you know, they've gone through something. So uh, it's it's just really been this catalyst of reflection for our community, for people to say, hey, you know, it's not worth that much time to me or people on the other side saying it's worth everything to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I'm on the, the side of it's worth everything where, you know, I want to stay and I want to I want to push for um, additional c- accountability. And, you know, we, we started to see some of that accountability uh, last fall 
when the Sally Yates report was released. And what's the Sally Yates? Could you explain what that what, what just quickly what yeah, the Sally Yates yeah. report is? So um, when the news hit in 2021, uh, NWSL and U.S. Soccer, the two governing bodies of, of women's soccer, um, they both started their own investigation. So U.S. Soccer actually hired Sally Yates, uh, the former um, uh, attorney general, uh, to lead that investigation. And it came out and basically resulted in like executive leadership at Portland Timbers and Thorns getting fired. So I don't think anybody uh, would have projected that Mike Golub and Gavin Wilkinson would have you know, lost their jobs because of a U.S. soccer report, but they did. And, you know, that, that was part of the change. Have you had any communication at all with Thorne's management through all this since you're like, you know, a major booster? Uh, yeah. So, um, I'm, I'm actually, uh, the president of the 107 Independent Supporters Trust, which is our, uh, nonprofit that, um, powers or supports the Timbers Army and the Rosie Riveters. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also been actively involved in the Rosie Riveters, which is the supporters group for the Portland Thorns for um, like nine years. So in, in those roles, uh, we have been in communication. We were having meetings with the front office. We were sitting there and trying to uh, help push them to communicate more openly with the public, let people know, hey, what are you doing to address these concerns that employees brought to the table or players have brought to the table? What, how, how is the business changing? Mm-hmm. So that we can have faith that like you're not just putting your head in the sand and hoping this will blow over. So, you know, you, you are seeing better decision making happening, um, but trust takes time to rebuild. Yeah. Okay, let's take a break here. Uh, When we come back, let's get into the upcoming season. So, new season getting underway in March. What's different for you and your friends? So, for my my friends who follow the Thorns more uh, than the Timbers, I think um, when Merrick Paulson announced that he was going to be selling the team in November, I think is when the announcement happened. It was just a breath of fresh air. Like, okay, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Granted, there were, you know, road bumps along the way to the season starting and everything. But uh, I, I do think that there's some optimism, but also some reservation because we don't know who's going to be the buyer. We yeah. don't know if it's going to be another person like Merritt Paulson, or is it going to be another person that's worse, right? Mm-hmm. There's no way to know or forecast that. You just kind of have to have to hope that uh, somebody with good intentions is going to uh, step into that role. Have you guys uh, reached out to Natalie Portman and one, and just asked if maybe she could buy your team too? <laughs> uh, we do not have a direct line to Natalie okay. Portman. <laughs> Uh, I, I do know that uh, folks have been shaking some trees to see uh, if anybody was going to tumble out that could afford, you know, 50 or 60 million dollars uh, <laughs> to, to buy a team. Um, yeah, but not Natalie Portman. Uh, yeah, for those who are just like, why are they talking about Natalie Portman? She like founded the uh, L.A. women's team, Angel City FC, uh, which was I didn't know she was such a big fan out of all the celebrities. I'm like, Natalie Portman. OK, let's go. Um, yeah, but 
how are you feeling about the new CEO, Heather Davis? They, they kind of, this always happens, don't you think? Like there's a, a huge, like men are misbehaving and they're like, here's a woman. Stop yelling. Yep. Yeah. That, that's what happened there. That's what happened with Karina LeBlanc. Like Karina LeBlanc was hired as the general manager for the Portland Thorns. Um, after they suspended Gavin Wilkinson um, when the the original report came out in 2021. So there is a pattern here. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's find, you know, a a qualified woman to step into this role and fix it, right? And um, so I I do think, you know, Heather Davis, I I think uh, she, she has an awesome credential, like an awesome resume. I just really worry about how much, She's being influenced by Merritt Paulson and Peregrine Sports. Um, Peregrine Sports is the the owning uh, entity of the Timbers and the Thorns. It's interesting that they would, you know, uh, promote Heather to this role after such a short amount of time with the club. And then, uh, you know, in her first, hi, Portland, this is who I am, she profusely thanked Mary Paulson for giving her this opportunity. And it's just like, read the room. Yeah. <laughs> like nobody here likes that guy. Yeah. So this season, like we were talking about, uh, do you think you're going to get that back, that old feeling of being a Thorns fan or are you still kind of tiptoeing back in? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think it'll, it'll arrive at some point. It's interesting. I don't know if you or, or how many folks who listen uh, were at the semifinal match that where we played um, San Diego, mm-hmm. uh, and it was like twenty four thousand people in the stadium. It was almost sold out, and that match like lit a fire in me mm-hmm. uh, for like this is what every game should feel like. Yeah, this is what you know athletes deserve. Um, this is the way I, I would hope that we can we can show up for them. I get that it was a it was a semifinal. It was a big game. Um, there was a lot going on at the time. It was again right after the Yates report came out, so everybody was all in their field and processing and and trying to figure out can I even go inside the stadium? Like, is that even physically possible for me? Um, but yeah, I I I think I'll get get that that hair standing up on my arm feeling again. I I just think now I'm not so rose-colored glasses about it. I'm not so naive. It's like all right, there's stuff happening. It it's not a uh, it's not perfect. Yeah. One more thing. What's your favorite song? Like you know, like favorite chant. Oh, my favorite chant. Uh I'm a huge fan of we do this one uh it's, I think it's like a Pitbull song, uh, and it's like, bon, 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 sing wherever we go, bon, 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 we are the Rosa E.O., bon, 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 the girls will never leave us, bon, 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 fuck off, you cannot beat us. And then it's like a trumpet thing, solo thing comes oh, in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's so much fun. Like it Sweet gets me trumpet going. Solo. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. It gets me going. Sorry, I forgot the words. It, we're not in season right now. Like, <laughs> ask me in a month, and I'll I'll know it. The Portland Thorns kick off their regular season on Sunday, March 26th, with a match against the Orlando Pride at Providence Park. You better grab those tickets quick 
And now for your microdose of news. The snow might be melting, but hundreds of Portlanders are facing a hefty bill after last week's surprise snowstorm. Peabot estimates that 600 cars were abandoned in Multnomah County alone, and at least 350 of them ended up being towed to impound lots. The Transit Bureau says they're waiving abandoned vehicle fines, but drivers will still have to pay to get their cars back. And that could cost hundreds of dollars. If you need help uh, getting your car back, we threw some links in our show notes of where to start. And a show at the Duck Fur Lounge is a rite of passage for many Portland music fans, but soon it will have a new home. This summer, the legendary venue will be moving from inside the Jupiter Hotel into the space formerly occupied by the restaurant Le Bistro Montage, which I miss daily. It was 24 hours. Your leftovers would be wrapped into like a crazy swan thing. I don't know. It was amazing. That location happens to be underneath the Hawthorne Bridge, by the way, so waiting in line for a show might get interesting. For even more local news and events, sign up for our daily newsletter, Hey Portland. We'll throw a link in the show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Portland. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend, rate it, leave us a review. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slim's. <laughs>